On today's episode, we talk with guest Greg Litzinger, the bow hunting fiend. Howdy, and welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is November 12th, 2019. I am your host, Eric Clark. What up, everybody? Welcome back. I'm real glad to have you here. If you're a new time listener, first time listener, uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, just real quick, some housekeeping items. If you are a new listener or an old listener or whatever, wherever you fall on that spectrum, um, you know, this show airs live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter every single Tuesday. And from September to the end of December, we're doing Rut Club Radio, the Where to Hunt Rut Club Radio. Um, that airs from 6 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then we go to the regular podcast where we usually feature a guest or some deep dive topic, typically around deer hunting, maybe a BS session, whatever. Uh, and that goes from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time every Tuesday on the same channels, uh, the Where to Hunt Facebook page, YouTube, and Twitter. So uh, if you want to participate and uh, comment live as we record or call in and join the conversation, that's the way to do that. Just so I make that clear, I realize I don't make that too clear on, uh, on the actual podcast. So that's that. Additionally, uh, for those that don't know, Where to Hunt is also an app. So a bit of a shameless plug, but I saw the most active users in the state of Wisconsin uh, this season so far, this last Saturday and Sunday. And uh, the more people that use the app, the better it becomes. It's an app that shows you where you stand among other hunters. So uh, if Onyx's tagline is know where you stand, ours is not officially this, but it would be the antithesis, um, which would be know who stands among you. And... uh, just a good way to have some awareness and not ruin others' hunts and help them not ruin yours. There's a little bit of a safety component to it. The app is free. It doesn't require you to enter in an email address or pay for anything um, out of the gate. If you do want to pay the two bucks, you can upgrade to the pro feature so you can go incognito and you can share amongst your own hunting party. So that might be valuable for deer camp as we enter into the gun openers around different states. I know Wisconsin's is in less than two weeks. Additionally, uh, next week, catch my breath here, the 19th, so one week from today when I'm recording this, we're going to do where are you going and what are you bringing? And so that particular show next week when it airs um, from 7 to 8, we're just simply going to do that, the whole show. So share this with your friends, your family, your loved ones, whoever you want to call in, your goofy buddies, hunting pals, etc., and uh, let them know to call into the show a lot of those calls tend to be, I'm bringing my 30-06 in a case of bush, and I'm going to wherever. Um, that's what we're looking for on that show on the 19th. So I'm really excited for that one. That's a lot of fun. I just like to do that. So hopefully we'll just take in you know, as many calls as we possibly can about where you're going and what are you bringing. So that'll be the theme for next week. And um, also make sure to uh, bring bring your... Any kids that you know, get them introduced to the outdoors, um, get them outside. 
I brought my nephew Oscar out to the woods uh, last weekend or the weekend before. I think it was two weeks ago. And we just did a quick little scouting mission on some public land that wasn't huntable. So we weren't going to ruin anyone's hunt, but there are plenty of deer. So just giving us some education on here, here's what you look for, for deer sign. Here's a deer track. Here's a deer turd. <laughs> you know, here's some rubs, here's some beds, here's some scrapes and uh, just being outside. And uh, it was a really good time, ton of fun. And to see him outdoors, like I just really enjoyed it. I think he did too. I hope he did. We kept him warm. That's important. It was a quick little, a quick little uh, visit to the, the nearby woods and just a ton of fun. And just, you know, seeing him light up a whole bunch really was special to me. So, um, you know, I think it's just important for us to bring any kids we know of, you know, nephews, nieces, uh, sons, daughters, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, it doesn't have to be family, you know, friends, kids, friends that have kids, whatever. Uh, bring them outside. Anyway, um, moving on to our sponsor callouts. Go- um, oh, man, I'm just all over the board. We'll start with Backwoods Grind. Backwoodsgrind.com, Backwoods Grind Coffee uh, is the only coffee that I drink. They are the title sponsor for the show, and I drink it every day. It gives me the energy to do the show. So really, um, first of all, if it wasn't for my wife, I wouldn't do the show because she takes care of our kids while I record. But secondarily, uh, a very close second is Backwoods Grind. Literally gives me the energy to do the show. I stay up very late on Tuesdays when I do this show to produce this stuff and get it out to everyone's ears into the podcast forest, the podcast woods. Um, so anyway, go check out their website, backwoodsgrind.com. Enter in code W2HPODCAST, and you're going to save 10% off. I recommend their sampler packs. And additionally, um, if you didn't know, it's very well known that their website smells like coffee. Don't believe me? Go to the website. Find out for yourself. And uh, switching gears and shoes and boots, let's talk about Gumleaf. GumleafUSA.com. These are handmade boots. They're uh, made from scratch, every single pair, handmade. And they're 85% natural rubber. Um, they use a Virum sole. These boots are significantly more flexible and durable than the boots you're going to find in the big box stores. They're also about $100 more than some of the top-of-the-line brands you're going to get, but they're more top-of-the-line than the top-of-the-line brands that are all made in the same factory overseas. So, um, you know, I got a pair of muck boots and, uh, they're good. They're comfortable. I, I, I like them, but in contrast, now that I have the gum leaves, the difference is drastic. Um, you know, the, the mucks are, are stiff. They're brittle. They're breaking down. I've had them for two seasons now. And they're, 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 you know, they're not that great. The year before, two years ago before that, my other pair were, um, a pair of Under Armour boots, neoprene and, um, they got punctured and leaked. And the year before that, I had some Gander brand that was, you know, 200 grams of insulate, blah, 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 leaked, shitty rubber, not flexible. So um, I rock the Royal Zips is what they're called. They zip down the side and they're 100% waterproof. And um, they're just different. You feel these things and you can feel the difference literally in the in the grippiness of the rubber and how they, how they are. So anyways, if you want to check those guys out, go to their website, gumleafusa.com. And uh, if you want to pull the trigger on a purchase, enter in code, save yourself some money, W2H 2019, and you're going to get free shipping. Okay. Um, and so that's what I got. And then lastly, uh, for, for the call outs, Venado, Venado is a uh, apparel lifestyle apparel brand for the outdoorsman, um, and the hunter. And they actually give back 2% to conservation through 2% for conservation. And so it's Venado V E N A D O. And if you watch the live broadcast, 
or look at any of my posts on uh, Instagram and Facebook, I wear um, their red fleece flannel probably too much, but it's so comfortable. It's like the first thing I grab when I get home, I just take my you know work clothes off and I, th- I throw this thing on and I just wear it all the time. I live in this thing. I'm wearing it right now. It's super comfortable. It's super warm. It's very stylish. I, I love it. There's a couple different colors. I wear the red one, the traditional kind of red. But if you want to head over to Venato, uh, it's venatoinc.com and enter in code where the number two, the word hunt, and you're going to save 20% off. If you want to just simply browse, you can go to venatoinc.com slash discount slash where the number two, the word hunt. Okay. So those are some of my uh, call outs for, for this week. Sorry, it's long winded. I know we're going to move on to our W2H Rut Club Radio. <laughs> All right, this segment is brought to you by Heated Hunts. Head on over to heatedhunts.com, take a look at their gear, and um, enter in code W2HPODCAST for 15% off. And if you want to take your chances at winning some of their gear, all you got to do is call into this segment every Tuesday from 6 to 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We take calls to report on road activity around the country. And if you're one of those callers, we're going to put you into the drawing and we're going to announce that winner every Wednesday the following day. So um, thank you for those that called. We'll get into our callers. We fielded some calls from around the country today and got some great rut activity insight. So the rut is definitely here. It's on. It's kicking off. And we're going to continue to report on the rut and post rut uh, all the way through December. So, you know, stay tuned and definitely tune in every week on Tuesdays. It's like Isaac Coleman calling from St. Cloud. We'll bring you in. You're live Hi on. Guys, how's it going? How's it going? You're live on Rock Club Radio. What are you seeing? Awesome. Well, I saw last Sunday. I saw a giant buck. He was chasing a doe, and my son, on the way to way home from school, saw a six-pointer chasing a doe in the city of St. Cloud. Very okay. Cool. And you're so that's Minnesota, right? Yep. And you guys have your gun op- your gun season now, right? Yes, but I don't gun hunt. I'm just a strict bow hunter. Good for you. What, what, so a six-pointer chase in and another six-pointer chase in. Something got a little in the background. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. He's my, <laughs> he's my third. I changed him into clothes, and he does not like it. Yeah, I know how that goes. <laughs> Mine gets hungry, and he just loses it. So <laughs> yeah, That's awesome, I'm, man. Just got done feeding mine. Thank you. So how do you deal? How do you deal with the gun season as a bow hunter? Um, you you go out and just you know with the the bow and arrow and put your orange on and you go anyway, or do you wait till it's the the smoke is cleared? I put my orange on and I go anyway. If I don't have any um, public land to hunt, that's bow or archery only. But this year I'm okay. hunting in the city of Saint Cloud because they give away permits to 200 hunters. Sure. So you. You're limited to bow in that area. That's a bow only zone. Correct. Very cool. Very cool, man. How long is this your first? I was gonna say, is this your first time? Obviously, your first time calling in. I think. Um, But you, are you? You've been listening for a while. Yes, I have. Cool. We appreciate the call, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. I've been listening for a few months, and I, I heard your podcast about the devil bugs, mosquitoes, and. I wrote you on Instagram about the uh, cedar oil and other stuff. Yeah, that's right. 
You're right. Okay. Yeah. I actually, so I, I went to some sort of extremes. I sprayed my clothes down with that, um, what's that chemical called? The permethrin? Yeah, permethrin. Well, yes. Like it's more, it's probably better for ticks than it is for mosquitoes. Well, I'm okay for that too, because I don't like those things either. No. It freaked me out. Um, I don't want to get Lyme disease, but yeah. And then I, I bought like, there's some company that, I don't know, they, they somehow put this stuff into the fabric. I don't know how sure. good it is, but I had I faced all of it, like the netting. And I still just, even the buzzing oh, yeah. sound of them, I just, makes me go crazy. <laughs> no tolerance for it. Do you have a thermostat? I do. Nope. I do. Yeah. And, and you know, on the way in, it just doesn't work until you get kind of settled in. But if you don't have it on, exactly. on your way in, then it takes too long to get going. I think. Yep. I turn it on, put it, hang it on my backpack, and then walk to my stand. By the time I get to the stand, I've already got 30 of them on me. But when yeah, I'm sitting, exactly. they'll just go away. Yep. And it's cold right now. I'll take that any day. I'll take the cold over mosquitoes oh, yeah. any day of the week, all day. Oh, yeah. No no chance, no argument there for me at all. You can always layer up and move around or whatever you got to do. But how many times have you been out this season so far? I've been out six times. And not a one nice. time when I was out. It was, yeah, it wasn't even above 40 when I went out. Wow. <laughs> it's just cold. So in that area, do they give Love away it. a lot of dope permits then? Yes, lots of dope yeah. permits. You can shoot either or. On the area okay. I have to shoot your limit, and I can only shoot okay. one buck, and then a doe. Gotcha. Or a doe, then a buck. But I can only, I can shoot two does or a doe and a buck, but I can't shoot two two bucks. Two bucks. So you're a one buck state. So you get one buck tag for the year if you fill it with your bow tag. Great. If you don't, you have a chance with the shotgun or, or you guys do allow rifles in a certain part of the state, I assume. Um, and then, yep. Okay. Nice. That was originally, that's how we were around here, uh, through the nineties. And I think 99 or 2000 is when they switched us to now allow a rifle in our area. So uh, it's, it's been pretty, pretty decent. Not, not as many accidents as people had thought of initially, but, uh, for the most part, we're allowed to hunt with rifles down in the Southern zone too now. So. Yeah, when did that go into effect? Yeah, I think it was in 2000, 2001, maybe. Okay, yeah. And it does vary by county or something like that. And it different city limits township. and things like that. Yeah, yeah, township. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. You're uh, you're entered in to win a heated hunt to sent to Spencer, so we appreciate that, man. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we'll let you get back to changing your little guy. Um, but have a good night, and thanks for tuning in. We'll we'll keep at it here for another 15 minutes or so, and then switch gears at 7 o'clock to the, the regular podcast. Sounds good. I appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you. Have a good night. Yep. You too. Bye. Bye. I love when people call in. Yeah. Thanks for calling. And usually it takes that first one and then more start pouring we'll get, in. We'll get a few more, hopefully. So, yeah. As long as I don't hang up by myself, which has happened. <laughs> because, you know, I'm like Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. I've proven that from the day you came on board on episode 100. Well, you like to click buttons all the time, so. Yeah, I got a couple of watch parties going to try to get some people to call in. Uh, Clay, I can't say your last name. Thurman? Thurman. All right. Uh, out, of, out of Illinois. That's a nice-looking buck. Lots yeah, of nice-looking bucks. 
Um, what are you watching? You're watching the Rock Club Radio, where we take calls from around the state, country about uh, Rock Club activity. Yeah. Actually, it looks like Clay, you're calling in. So, uh, Clay, you're live hey, on Rock Club Radio. We were just talking about your comment. How you doing? <laughs> I got the whole live party. Going. Yeah. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't sure. I've never seen this before. I wasn't sure what was going on. I got a notification. So, what am I listening to here, guys? Two guys BSing about deer activity in the woods. Uh, maybe our wives would call it deer dorks or something like that. <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, we've been seeing uh, been seeing some pretty serious action here the last week. I don't know. You guys have been out, right? We did yeah, go out. Yep. yep. Yeah, we were out well, Sunday. Uh, I've basically been out every Sunday for like the last two or three weeks is what I've been allowed to do right now. Oh, man, that's harsh. I've uh, yeah, well, I've been seeing little bucks. You know, I, I've been in the stand every morning and every night the entire no- month of November so far. Nice. And uh, wow. the last week, yeah, last week it just started really hammering down. So uh, I left Nebraska on the second. I went and tried to smack a mule deer real quick, and everything was still in the corn. So when I went back home, I saw a, a continual and steady uptick from right around November second. Uh, all the way and t- through just now, and I uh, I had some success on November 9th, killed a really nice uh, ten point, and then headed straight back here to Nebraska, and it's still flying. Awesome, no doubt. Holy cow! This, you're a great person to call in for rut activity. If you have that much time in the woods and you travel across that many states and you've had success already, like that's that's really cool. Like what? So you you think right now, based on what you're seeing, it's still on like Donkey Kong out there? Yeah, we're, I, I mean, if I could, like, reference the Drury's, you know, their stage, uh, whatever stage we're in right now, the seeking, uh, uh, the frantic phase or whatever they call it, I don't know what it's called, but that's that's where we're, that's where we're at, what I'm seeing. Uh, up at, until three days ago in Illinois, it was just nasty. Uh, so, I mean, I wasn't having, I wasn't just seeing constant chasing but there was a lot of seeking happening and then all the obviously uh you know i had a nice big mature five-year-old deer come out uh come out for me uh, mid-morning so what i'm seeing is that standard the does go to bed the bucks wake up they're headed out they're trying to bump around and see what's going down sure so you're seeing them cruising looking around seeking out the bedding areas and, and pushing does around when they do find them yeah, yeah. I took my second really nice buck here in Nebraska this morning. It was two degrees when I woke up. Jeez. And uh, yeah, it was cold, boys. So what I what I did was I, I used some trail camera camera information, and I found that all the deer were traveling uh, a certain place that I had kind of zeroed in on earlier this year, and they weren't there until eight thirty until eleven thirty. Uh, and obviously that matches up with the lunar calendar and the, the moon phase and everything that's going on there. So I didn't get in the stand till eight fifteen, nine oh two, it was over. So, wow, damn, dude. Then you got pictures you want to drop in the comment section? We'd love to see that stuff too. Oh, yeah, hang on, pictures. I don't. I, like I say, I don't know how to do this. So just where it, just where I said. Uh, yeah, where, so where I said, like, what am I the, watching here? Yeah, so yeah there you, you go. Want, you want to click on it and like, make another comment, then you can select the, you know, if you, I think you hit the camera icon, and then you can, you can add a picture 
At least I yeah. think you can. Maybe not. I'm not sure. But if if you can, you can go to the page and find the the stream there too on the Where to Hunt Facebook page. You can you can drop a line in there too. I know I I got a couple watch parties going to get some some callers calling in. So um, okay, dude, that's Looks like Austin just joined great. in. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Sure. there. Yes, sir. So cool. I guess Super cool. so. So what this is is everybody calls in. They talk about what what's happening in their area for the rut. Yeah, talk about what they're seeing in, in their area for for deer activity. Yeah, we do it every Tuesday from six to six thirty p.m. Central Standard, and then uh, at seven o'clock we switch gears and I do a regular podcast, an hour long segment with usually a guest, and we get into a deep dive topic. So yep. this segment that you're calling in gets baked into the podcast. So when you listen to ah. episode one hundred six, you'll hear yourself on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm all fancy and you're now. En- yeah, <laughs> yes, and sir. you're entered into a chance to win a heated hunt, uh, heated scent dispenser. Although it sounds like someone like me, I need all the help I can get. Uh, it sounds like you're doing just great. I don't know. <laughs> I think if you use one of these, you probably I get, get like every once in a while. No, <laughs> uh, I uh, I tell you what, guys, it, I don't know, I don't know much, but I, I do know that, and I know everybody always says, you know, you can't kill them from the couch. Well, that's reality. You have to go hunt, and you have yeah. to hunt yep. a lot. So yeah, you got a lot of time in. Yeah, you put the time in. It's it's hard work and perseverance. You're not gonna. I mean, some people get lucky. I I don't usually get real lucky with going out on my first sit and, and shooting one. I mean, it happens once in a while, but you know, I don't have a problem shooting a, a doe. You know, my first first or second sit. That that's never a problem for me, but. And this year I passed on plenty of small bucks and, and some does just with my situation moving and all that. There was no time to deal with it. And I'm still trying to get things settled in the new house. So my time's limited. Um, but last year yeah. I was able to put in more sits and, you know, that's all I got the fellow over here. But hard work and perseverance and, and don't stop. Don't stop moving. You know, I'm more of a mobile type hunter than than, than I ever was. You know, these past three seasons, I've been more mobile than ever, um, and I, it's definitely shown some success versus sitting in the same old stands. Sure. So, Do you have any advice to you know, some of the other people listening in, Clay? Other than time in, like what uh, hunt the side? Well, or I mean, we can just we, yeah, we can comment on what he was just talking about uh, the the mobile hunting aspect. I, I think I've killed I've killed four of my biggest bucks. Uh, you know, anywhere from, from high 170s, I can't break the 180 mark for some reason, but anywhere from the high 170s, you know, to the, the mid-160s, I've killed those all from a uh, an old-school lone wolf climber. But what guys are nice. really getting into now, all the negative parts that were, you know, for a climber, everybody's getting yeah. past that, and they're moving uh, into stick setups. And that's all yep. fantastic. And when you talk about the first sit in a stand, when you said that earlier, the first sit in a stand, always the best sit in a stand, unless you choose sure. to sit in it when it's a, when it's a, a you know, a junky yep. time. You know what I mean? Right. If it's a, right. if it's a warm front coming in, you know, you probably don't want to go sit. in the stand. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> That's, that's the main thing. Hey, what's in your decanter there? Uh, I'm a big scotch guy, so every episode I drink scotch, and I'm really hoping one of these days the scotch company will decide to sponsor the show. So I make a point to drink scotch every episode. Starting and usually by the end, I'm feeling pretty good. This one, I think, is Johnny Walker Black. Um, 
black. Nothing okay. too fancy. Nothing too fancy. I'm drinking little Blantons right now. Ooh. I don't think I've had that. Blantons? I've had fewer, oh, see, Johnny, it's bourbon because uh, I'm an American, see. <laughs> <laughs> America. I do like bourbon, too. I feel like Bourbon's it's Scotch's good. second cousin or something like that. It's just Bourbon, uh, Scotch, whiskey, all of them. Yeah, those are the, yeah, everything George Thorogood said in this song. Bourbon with Scotch <laughs> My shirt, the shirt I'm wearing right now says corn, water, oak, rye. So it's the only <laughs> you thing go. you need nice. to make bourbon. That's right. I like Fellas, that, I won't take well, hey, all your time here. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for calling in. And, and definitely subscribe to the podcast and, and share, spread the word. We do this every single Tuesday, so we're happy to be here. All right. Hey, thanks, man. See you later. Yeah. I'd yeah, love, to, love to bend your ears some more about uh, mule deer hunting out that way. That'd be kind of cool. So maybe another episode, call in. I'll try and post some pictures here of uh, of my kills this Sweet. year. If anybody, I doubt oh. anybody cares, but I'll do it anyway. We uh, care. We, like, we love seeing that. Yeah, stuff. thanks, man. Thank you. Have a good All night. Right, See you later. All right. Bye. That's a cool dude. Yeah, he's great. He's, my new, like, he's like my new hero. He got a buck this morning. That's awesome. Just casually. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got one this morning. But he's put some time in. He, he put a lot of time in. A lot of time in, and he's he's moving around. And I hope everyone heard that and picked up on that. Like he said, he's been hunting every every day this yep. month and hunting several states. Yep. Uh, my buddy, my other my other buddy. Well, I should say other buddy. Uh, the guy that called in. Not that we're not friends, but I don't know you, but. My buddy, Clay uh, Hansen just commented he saw four smaller bucks sent chucking on Saturday. Too far a shot, but still nice to see. That's right, buddy. And he's in Michigan um, near Grand Rapids. We have some folks from Pennsylvania, from New York, um, people from all over the, the country. And then looks like our buddy Joel Tetzloff, who had called in, uh, just got a buck. Did he? Good for yeah. him. Nice, uh, well, go, you guys can't see the buck unless he decides to share it himself. But uh, that looks nice. Cool. That looks like uh, for him. cold streak has finally ended. Sometimes you gotta you gotta get that. What do they call that? There's like a saying for that. Break the streak. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Shake the funk. What do you do when you go fishing? You gotta when you get the first fish. Well, or... we kick the skunk out of the boat. The skunk. That's what I was thinking. Don't kick a skunk in the wild. Not not advised. No. <laughs> Maybe you could just walk up to a skunk and give it a kick. He might give you a kick. Strange thing, I kicked a skunk and I I got a buck. No, okay. Ten minutes later, you hit a lot of cover scent on you after that. Yeah, at that point they're just thinking, oh man, here comes old skunky again. No, shouldn't have messed with that guy. It's not a bad idea. Just going thinking like a skunk. That's my new that's my new scent control tip of the week, guys. Well, no joke, my father. That's all he used for cover scent. What skunk? Skunk scent. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, to this day, I think that that same old duck hunting hat that he had for years he had a, a patch of foam, just a piece of foam on it, held on with a safety pin, and he would put a little of that on. on where do you get skunk scent? Skunk scent. I don't even know where you can get it anymore. Do you put that in a heated hunt scent dispenser? You can try. Woo! I'm not going near you if you do. Man, so that's actually not only you're gonna uh, mask yourself from deer, you're gonna keep other hunters away. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, skunk over that direction, skunk. not going over there. Yeah. That's kind know. of a, he shot a lot of deer putting that stuff on his cover. I wasn't my favorite. Well, excuse me. All right, um, we got three minutes. We'll hang out for three minutes, and then we're gonna wrap up and go eat some food and come back on at seven o'clock. I'll post to all the watch parties again, and uh, we'll be back on at seven o'clock. Our guest tonight uh, for the the full show is Greg Litzinger, the bow hunting fiend. Yeah. 
What state is he out of again? Pennsylvania? No, he's out of New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. New Jersey. But it's over in that East Coast. Yeah, but he hunts all over Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey. It's a pretty, pretty cool guy. Dense, densely populated area. I feel like yeah. the equivalent of driving all those three states to be like driving to like the different parts of Wisconsin. Right. And right. Yeah, because it's he's like in the corners. He's all over. He's got a lot of different places he can go, and it's you look at that area, and it is densely populated with yep. people. And but he he's found places to hunt. There's places out there. I mean, just like there is in the suburbs around here. Yep. You wouldn't think yep. until you take a drive around there at the right time of night and you see deer everywhere. Yeah. Just like, like your neighborhood here. Kind of urban hunting. Yep. All right. So Clay can't post Facebook pics, so we'll get you over to the Facebook page and you can post over there. So here we are. Boom shakalaka. Take a look at that. That should work. There it is. And uh, we're going to wrap up. Ooh, we got one more call. So we will take one more call. Real quick. Hey, Tyler, you're live on Rut Club Radio. What's up, buddy? How you doing, Eric? From the 500. I wonder what that means. The, fi- the, five, the five O's. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> so, the O's are definitely uh, stressed. Because there's five O's in Oconomowoc? Is that yeah. why? Yeah, you got it. It just says Tyler from the 500. Okay, <laughs> perfect. I like it. <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. So you hey, had some action tonight. I did. I was out, and there were um, there were deer everywhere this afternoon. Um, I had uh, I had a spike buck pushing does, um, running them around. Um, I had a six pointer, a little six pointer out cruising. Then I had a nice eight pointer um, out cruising. He came through and stayed just outside of bow range, fortunately. But it was a fun night in the stands. They were definitely, it's definitely prime time in, in southeastern Wisconsin. Good stuff. Good stuff, dude. That's, uh, I think my camera just died. So if that's, if the screen goes black, it's okay. Stick with us. We're still here. Yeah, it died. Um, so your heart was pounding out of your chest for a minute there, huh? I was, uh, I was shaking a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Always the worry of getting busted, if not by the, the little spike buck, but by all the does. If there's multiple does in the area, they, they tend to be pretty wary no matter what time of year it is where bucks will throw caution to the wind a little more. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I had a I had a doe probably 15 yards away that he was he was following along too. So sure. All in all, it was a nope. good night, and hoping to get back out there tomorrow. Heck yeah. Good, dude. I'm very happy for you. I'm happy for you. You've seen uh, more action than me, and you've been out quite a bit. I've been I've been trying to take advantage of the uh, paternity leave that I'm on. There you go. Yeah, that's that's good. So you've been getting good doses of family and good doses of deer. That's a good mix. It, it it's is. It's a real good mix, actually. It's like the best mix. I know. Good deal. And then back at it next week, huh? That's right. Back to work. Back to the grind. Back to the grind. Nice. Dude, thanks for calling in. Uh, if you're around from the 7 o'clock showing, feel free to tune back in when we talk to Greg um, out of New Jersey. And uh, we're going to we're gonna end the Rock Club Radio segment for now. But, dude, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Take care, guys. All right. Care, adios. It's exciting. People are seeing deer, man. All right. Let's go ahead and get into our interview with Greg Litzinger, the bow hunting fiend, and hear his epic ridiculous, unbelievable story. I'll leave it at that. 
Greg, what's going on? Greg Litzinger with the uh, Bowhunting Fiend. He is. Hey, what's happening, man? This is your uh, your hat trick. You're a three yeah, three peak guest on the podcast. Wow. <laughs> Pretty fortunate. You're the first you third. Hey, you huh? scraped in the bottom barrel, huh? <laughs> <I don't laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> no, man, we love what you do. Um, you know, I can say personally that. I reached out to you on Instagram, just asked you a question about, you know, archery form or whatever, and you were all about trying to help, and, and you're a pretty cool guy, and I, I appreciate everything that you do just to try and help people out, you know, being a good person, and that that's number one uh, for me anyway. Just be a good person, pay it forward kind of thing, and I think you do that really well. Thanks, man. Just be nice. Yeah. All you guys do is be nice to one another. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it ain't that hard. No man, yeah. I, that's that's a good that's a good motto, and it's pretty simple. You um shared some pretty neat pictures on Instagram not that long ago, a couple bucks. I've not heard the story yeah. yet. Uh, it's a story that you couldn't even write it if you wanted to. It was a story that will stand the test of time. <laughs> when I'm 80 years old, I'll still think it's probably the greatest hunting story one could be part of, you know, uh, but as some of your listeners probably don't know, I've been hunting out of state for 15 years and I've never shot a buck. Had a lot of close calls. Arrows have definitely been sent, but no impacts, no blood drawn. Shot does can shoot those. I'm, I'm a doe magnet in the month of November. Uh, <laughs> out of state, I'll find the does, you know, uh, but those ain't bucks, so. I um through your know, social media I've befriended quite a few people and uh the Johnny Stewart, you know, John Stewart, uh, his Instagram handle is the Johnny Stewart, invited me out to uh hunt Western PA, uh Allegheny National Forest. Cool. We did a little uh me him and Bo, we did some scouting around there last spring. Uh it's pretty cool. We end up hunting where Johnny always hunts because he's got a cabin there, you know, so it's a little more homey, I guess. It's kind of cool. So, nice. yeah, I drove up last Sunday, not last Sunday, the Sunday before, and uh, perfect weather, you know, it was cool, chilly, and Monday morning came, and I uh, busted a buck walking in, I could smell him, you know, I had a deer run off, so. Nice. That close, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it was like, oh, here we go again. It was literally, I'm like, it's happening again. I was like, I don't believe this. The first hour into, you know, first hour into a week-long hunting session, you know, I kick out, you know, I walk right into a buck across the land. I'm like, he's close. They hear him kind of like go off to the things. I'm like, ah, five days of this. I was like, this is, I wasn't too happy. I ended up going down into the draw uh, really far down and almost into the valley, which is just odd to me because I don't hunt low. Um, I'm, always, I'm the upper one-third kind of hunter. And Johnny was okay. like, the wind swirls, you're fine. You know, you're going to see those going to come from here and here here. And sure enough, I mean, I've seen 11 does. I've seen a glimpse of, the, you know, like a rack buck. But by the time I got my glass, you know, finest up, it was, you know, uh, gone. They have what's called beach brush. It's, you know, six-foot-high beach, uh, young saplings of beach still leaves on it so you catch little glimpses of stuff it's very reminiscent of like cattails 
you know. Okay. Uh, you can't really see throw it, but you can see movement in it, you know, kind of yep. deal. So, Windy day would really suck. How what was the wind like? Because maybe it wouldn't suck. It's probably a good thing, but I would just say every freaking time the wind would blow, I'd be like, oh, God, it's a deer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, they said the wind was blowing every which way, which was, yeah, they were, I'm down low, but it's where, it's where all the big buck sign is, man. They don't, they don't hunt high because up high the, at the Allegheny National Forest, a lot – in the, the county he's in, like, you're you're close to the top of the mountain, so most people hunt from the road, so you hunt close, you know, to the upper one-third. So, pushes, I think it pushes the deer down. Uh, and they, they've they just learned to adapt over the years. You know, there's more cover, more food, and there's no people. Because most people won't go down out of their vehicle, you know, in the dark. So, the, they'd rather hike up, you know. I mean, I know I do. I don't like hiking down in the morning. It's just a weird feeling. But so I had a bunch of does come in. I could have shot, you know, probably eight of them. Like all like when I say shot like Damn. 15 yards, like I was like in it, you know. Uh, you know, so get back to the cabin. You know, we eat, we discuss what we're gonna do. Wake up Tuesday in a pouring rain, cold rain. So Johnny takes me to a clear cut, and he's like, "Walk down this clear cut, get on this point, just you know, search for hot sign." So I, I do that, and on my way back, this big clear cut. I start glassing the clear cut because the rain stopped and the sun's coming out, and I'm like, I want to see deer. I know I want to see deer, so I'm really glassing. And this is probably a eight-year-old clear cut, so it's probably about six to seven foot tall, just shit basically. And uh, I'm glassing like I'm acting like I'm acting. I can actually shoot something in there. It's so thick, you, a gun. It would probably stop a bullet some of that stuff, you know, it's so dense. But walking out, you know, I'm you know, seeing some movement, I'm like, there's deer in here. I know there's deer in here. And uh I look to my right and I look to my left because the clear cut's on my left and I see shiny white antlers. And him and I kind of make eye contact, scared at the same time, like, ha you know, and I'm like <laughs> I get the boat ready, I get ready, you know, and I'm like, he's just face to face and they're like there's some brush on the road that beach brushes on the side of the road. He knows something's there because he's seeing movement, but he doesn't know what it is. We had the old Mexican standoff. So we're like, so finally he gets nervous and goes up the hill, and you know, there's no shots, you know. A gun, maybe. I could squeeze you know, a bull in there, but he was probably like a you know, 120, 130-inch nine-pointer. Not a mega giant, but a good mountain buck, you know, mature, three-year-old deer probably. And talk about heart sinking because there again, two days in a row, I got, you know, I'm within, you know, yeah, and I watched him walk away up this thing. He didn't spook, but it just hurt really bad because two days in a row, bucks, you know, close, you know, smell them, see them, and I'm like, ugh, this fucking trip. I was happy, but not. So uh, I go back to the truck, you know, I text him, you know, what happened. He's like, oh, man, he goes, don't worry, I, I, I got something to cheer you up when you get back to the house. I thought he made, like, lunch or something. No. <laughs> so I get back to the house. He shows me trail cam pictures of all these day walkers. The place where we're going to go. He goes, we got two spots. This is this is one where, where we're going to go. And there was two massive day walkers. The big eight-pointer he shot and this 13-pointer um, that day, you know, Tuesday morning. 
Wow. So he tells me to wash up, you know, get ready. We're going to, I'm going to put you here, you know, and I'm going to go down here and hunt. So we're driving there. And he's like, all right, there's going to be a down tree and there's going to be a group of cherries. Like they're growing together, but they're not growing together. They're just real tight. So I'm like, all right. I'm thinking when he said cherry trees, it's going to be like one or two. No, it was a clear cut of cherry trees. So I get in there and I'm like, and he gives me like the onyx, like, general location right he's like oh there's gonna be a blowdown and just this group of cherry trees that's all cherry trees you have 90 percent cherry trees so i'm like wow. what the shit is this yeah i'm like <laughs> pick one I'm like, anyone <laughs> yeah i was like if i get in the wrong tree and i see that 13 pointer or that big eight or any buck and i'm in the wrong tree first of all i'll probably swan dive out of it uh and second of all i'll probably never hear the never hear the end of it from johnny that i got in the wrong tree so i'm like i gotta find this tree so instead of walking the the clear cut down yeah, the clear cut, i came up like i walked past the his little waypoint that he gave me and i walked up and i i'm like all right no that's not it that's too you know he told me like there were you know eight inches ten inches in diameter so i'm like all right well most of the trees they're all the same age class, about the same diameter. So I'm like, oh no, ah, you know. And I start seeing like clusters of cherries. I'm like, all right, maybe that's it. I'm using my binoculars. I'm like, no, that's not it. Maybe that's it. No, that's not it. And I come up to a tree. I'm standing in front of it because I can see two old rubs, kind of like a deer trail. And I'm like, this has got to be it, you know. Like Johnny, like he hunt, he likes hunting buckshot, you know. So I'm like. This is going to be it. And I'm looking over to my right, you know, about 20 yards off. There's another group of trees. I'm like, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, am I doing a coin toss on this one? I'm looking at that tree, and I'm like, that just seems – he's like, it's going to be right on the edge with the two clear cuts kind of me. I'm like, it's not on the edge. This one's on the edge. I'm going to go with this one. So I climb up. Yeah, I put my uh, – actually, took my limb of climber. Uh, I didn't take the saddle with me. Uh just for simplicity. Uh, so I get maybe six, eight feet. And, uh, you know, I got my backpack on. I got my camera on. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do it. You know, the, the sun, the, the rain stops. sun's getting ready to break through. And I hear, burr, burr, in the clear cut. And I hear antlers hitting saplings. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me. I was like, I can't turn around because I'm inside this cluster of trees. <laughs> So my backpack's hitting, like, every tree. And I'm trying to turn around, and I'm like, I can't see anything. And I hear it, whoosh, whoosh. This deer's scraping, like, 15 yards away. And I'm like, ah. So I literally just pulled my bell up. Why is deer's making all this noise? I don't even know what's going on. I, I kind of, like, look over my shoulder. You know, my deer's kind of wide. All I seen was, like, you know, he's probably you know, 17 inches wide, 16, 17 inches wide. So all I see is, like, the width. I don't see the mass of the antlers, but a good neck, you know, and, and width of antlers. I'm like, oh, my God, he's right there. And he, I mean, he's, like, 10 yards behind me. So I'm trying to get an arrow out, you know, knock an arrow, and I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't have my safety harness on. You know, I'm, you know, if you're in a two-piece climber, things are a little shaky, you know. So I'm, like, trying to stand in the middle of the climber. My backpack's hitting the tree to the, you know, behind me. So I got to, like, weasel around, like, I get to where I think he's going to go. No, he goes the other way. So I get in the position. I got to rework, get back around, you know, and turn to the left. And when I do, he's literally five yards out in front of me. 
And I'm like, and I just pull back and just. Could you I smell this one? Let it rip. No. <laughs> Five yards. No. Five yards. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you guys can't see this on the screen, but like. That's five yards. Yeah. No, that's a little yeah. further. It's a little closer than five yards. Five yards is probably it, over to almost to your closet door, maybe just a little past that. Yeah. The back of the closet. It's not far. Five yards is chip really shot. close. It's chip shot. So yeah, this, like this half happened, a first. That's half a first down. This this all happened yeah. <laughs> like, like within minutes of you getting up the tree, and just start yeah, trying but, to get things settled and figure out where to put stuff, and all of a sudden you hear a deer grunt. You didn't even have an arrow knocked yet. You had nothing hung yeah. up. Yeah, I was going to get a pyre. <laughs> Greg, we, we do have a caller on the line. He's been hanging out for a while. Uh, so let's, Kurt, we're going to bring Kurt into the line, see if he's got a question, and then we'll get back. Do you have a bookmark where we're at? Okay. Yep. Five yards. Five yards. Half a first down. Hey, Kurt, you're live on the podcast. What's going on, man? Not too much. Just reporting back from uh, Pennsylvania Public. Uh, Last week, I'm sure you saw the picture I posted. I think you liked it of a nice mountain buck I shot. Um, actually, things were kind of slow up there. He uh, kind of was doing his thing. Didn't even really seem like he was rutted up much up there. I stay in touch with all the guys up there. I live in Ohio, so I um, talk back and forth. But things were pretty slow. They picked up during the week a little bit. But when he came across the field, hit him with the can call. And I actually do a lot of rope scrapes. He went right to the rope scrape. Luckily, he was angling away and basically snuck one in. Had to shoot basically off my knees from the stand. But uh, nothing nothing like it normally is. Not a lot of chasing up here in Ohio. Not a lot of chasing up there. Um, did spotlight. It's legal up there as long as you're not carrying a weapon at night. And there were some bigger bucks rutting, you know, keeping tabs on does. But never really saw that that running action everybody's kind of been talking about. Or when you're not far from, from Greg Litzinger, then if right, I'm geographically challenged, but correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Pennsylvania and New Jersey aren't that far apart, are they? No, no I'm northern Pennsylvania, but I'm hunting <laughs> yeah. up in uh, basically 40 minutes off the New York border. Is where I'm at, so yeah. Warren yeah. County, yeah. Pennsylvania. North. Yeah, that's where, that's where I cut my buck at. That's where we cut all our bucks at. War, I think it's Warren, A and F, Allegheny. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, you're really close to me then. I'm actually on the Allegheny River. That's where oh, we're wow. yeah. at. So. How but, far is uh, that yeah, from the Appalachian Trail? How far are you guys from that? I'm not familiar with that. Honestly, I'm venturing out as I go, but um, that should be farther east, correct? Yeah, the the, the AT is all east. Um, yeah, it doesn't so. go up that. Yeah, it goes to uh, maybe maybe Scranton. I guess maybe Scranton's probably okay. Scranton's yeah, that's far far east. Um, that's yeah. probably another three hours. Yeah, maybe Scranton. Actually, it goes somewhere around there, like wherever Blue Mountain yeah, is. Yeah, Bradford County area. That should be well, Bradford. yeah, a little bit south of the, yeah, a little bit south of Bradford. Yeah. Well, congrats on the yeah. on the mountain buck, Kurt. I know you're yeah, a long time listener, so that's really cool to to hear, man. And I did like it. I'm trying to find it now, but I'm not like I don't remember where it came through. It's a lot of lot of yeah, noise on just, social. Uh, it was under the one you put. Uh, what's happening this weekend? Yeah, I, okay. I actually had one heck of a week. Um, I don't hunt public in Ohio that much because I'm a resident here and I have the luxury of having it. I 
I shot a really, really big eight um, Monday and then slid up to uh, my cabin up there and got a Friday evening hunt in and was able to get him. But uh, to be honest with you, um, my dad was hunting the other side. He's able to watch me shoot it, which was pretty cool. It came out above him and it kind of scurried across the field looking back. And uh, he said it looked scared when I hung him up to skin him and stuff. His his back uh, leg was actually hit. I don't know if somebody shot him with an arrow or what, but it was the bone was still loose. And uh, I don't know if he was in healing mode, and that maybe that's maybe why he wasn't swelled up, or he somebody had just shot at him. It wasn't like a real good flesh wound to bleed, so you really couldn't tell. But uh, it was interesting, but he kept looking back. But uh, that can call just kind of totally tricked him. He was hmm. looking for the deer, walked right to the rope scrape, which there was a set of doe tracks in. Um, we had a little bit of snowfall during the middle of the week that stayed. So things kind of played in my favor, and sometimes it works out. Um, I usually do pretty well up there, but it was a really, really cool hunt the way it played out and was able to slip an arrow through, make a good shot on him. And, didn't go very far, which is always good, you know, when I don't see my bow kills drop in eyesight, I get kind of worried, but, uh, um, he was, he was hurting before he even hit, uh, about 80 yards. So good recovery, good hunt. But like I said, I never really saw the rut that I normally see up there. I'm usually counting seven or eight shooters, maybe not in range, but a lot of action. A couple of my buddies just shot bucks this week, one tonight and, uh, hey, one Monday. Huh. So it it must be hopping. It's just where you're at, man. It's, it's yeah. That, you know, it's a buddy of mine told me this. He said, take a topographic map, drop a pencil tip on it, and that's what you're trying to get a deer to do in public land. Get to that pencil tip, so it kind of puts puts it in reality. Yeah, no doubt. You know, you're hunting all this area, and you got to put it within 20, 30, 40 yards if you're uh, proficient enough to shoot that far. So we're all aiming for the same thing. It's just whether you get that that deer to go your way and stop more importantly so well good work man um thanks for the report and thanks for sharing the photo yeah. if you want to drop it in the comments of this live broadcast folks can comment in there with you but uh we're gonna stay stay tuned in because you know greg's story is just getting started here and uh okay i think we're in for a wild ride and thanks for sharing yours too man congratulations yeah, yeah man, no problem. good thanks. deal all right you have a good thanks, night Josh. tell your buddy thanks, congrats you too all righty. Appreciate it. We'll talk All right, to bye. you. Bye. All right. Bye. This week's been a good week for a lot of people. Yeah, we're popping off, man. We're taking calls from all over the place for the Rut Club radio that we did, um, you know, 30 minutes ago, hour ago, whatever it was. It's been, it's been one hell of a week so far for folks. So, And you, you included, so let's get back into mm-hmm. it. Half a first down away in a cherry tree. Yeah. One of many cherry trees. Yeah, right? Like, where's yeah. this? <laughs> but so, you know, real quick, was your buddy, Was he He wasn't messing with you, though, either, right? It was, he was like, oh, yeah, it's the cherry yeah. tree. And you're like, oh, cool, that should be easy to find. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, what I thought. I'm like, oh, it's cherry tree. Because they're not really common by me. So I'm like, oh, cherry trees are they're rare, you know, unless you're in, like, a, a patch of cherry trees. But for most parts, like, you get random one or two cherries. No, this whole thing was just all cherries. <laughs> and we we got them here, and ours. I mean, I'm assuming that they've got kind of a, a shaggier bark. At least ours do here, and they don't yeah. really 
any fruit, but if you were to cut them open yeah. and even use them for firewood, I mean, they're great for cabinet wood. They got a, a beautiful grain and they yeah. look cool. Um, and they smell nice when they burn, but yeah. Exactly. We, 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 my mother-in-law's woods is loaded with them. They're big too. But anyway. Yeah, Back so to let's you. see. We're ready? Ready. We're ready for you, man. Uh, okay, so uh where was I? Five yards. Yeah, I turned around he was at five yards. Um all you know brr, making it all these you know and I don't I don't hear that very often, so it was kinda cool watching that deer scrape like that and grunt and his you know, his tarsal glands were black and I gave him like the one over, I'm like, I'm shooting this deer. It's not the big eight, it's not the thirteen pointer, but it's a buck at five yards. And I was like, and I am finally shooting the buck out of state. So I pull back, I put the pin on it, and before I left, my wife's like, just please come back with something, just anything, <laughs> just kill something. So I got like that in my head, so I'm like, this deer's going down. So, yeah. so I pull back, and you know, I got, I'm using a one-pin slide for the first time this year, uh, hunting just for the, on this one bow, and I have it set for, you know, 25 or 30 usually uh, because the spots I'm hunting, you know, I'm a little, you know, like 20 yards away so not even thinking i just put it on a tarp you know and just let it rip you know and i hit it in the spine it drops you know and i and i put another arrow in it um so i text johnny and i'm like oh, i finally did it yeah i got him he's like i'm not even really set up i'm on my way stay there so <laughs> like i'm climbing down yeah I, I get these you know you know go over to the deer and i'm just pumped excited you know, finally 15 years um 12 12 years of actually hunting out of state. I had three years I had injuries, so I didn't really go hunt out of state. Two years I had injuries, and one year I bought my house. So I didn't do – so it's 12 out-of-state hunts, no bucks. And, uh, and then finally, you know, actually kill one was – I don't even know. I was on cloud nine. So at some so, point in that in yeah. that 12 years, you're thinking – you're going out to hunt. You're like, it's not why. It's not even gonna happen. Like your expectation yeah. of seeing something's got to be so low at this point. Like, eh. I, I mean, I go to it's Long Island thought. with my with my buddy Double Longer, and he's got the. I mean, I see the deer, but see, yes, yeah, singing, killing is is not the same. I see a lot of big deer during November, but I don't kill many. I've only killed maybe four. I kill all my deer when they're like early October, <laughs> middle of October. You know, so I'll see the deer in November, but I very rarely get a shot and actually have everything, you know, play out, and especially in the Allegheny National Forest. You know, it's just even cooler. So Johnny comes up. He's like, let's try to do the road. I'm going to come. Just leave your stand there. I'm going to get in a tree. I'm like, really? Because, yeah, it's too early. It was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon or whatever, you know, 2.15 or something. It was super early. So we drag my deer to the road. I take his car, I go down to get my truck, you know, and I come back. And uh, as I'm driving back where my deer was, I was going to park close, gut it, you know, and then wait till dark, get into the truck. You know, I drive and I look over and there's deer, there's does, like near where my deer was. So I'm like, oh, I'll keep on driving. So I drive past, drive down like five miles or so, you know, turn around, come back, park a lot further away than I wanted to. And, you know, I just get out of the truck and walking up. My phone rings. It's Johnny. I'm like, I missed the call, and he sends a text. I shot the big eight. 
Literally. <laughs> Same tree, yeah. just after you stunk yeah. up the whole area, walking yeah, around, I mean, dragging a bloody deer out. Yeah, less than two hours. Not even, it's like an hour and 40 minutes difference. So I'm like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, yeah, I'm at your deer. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like you shot like, he's hanging out at my deer. So we get up. He's like, I'm going to let it lay until dark. I'm like, all right. I was like, it's big at yet. He goes, yeah, I watched it drop. He goes, I smoked it. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, you're fucking with me, right? He's like, no, he's dead. You know, I, you know, like, you know, snow plows. He's like, hit him, snow plows. I was like, the big eight. He goes, yeah, the big eight. And, you know, I mean, you've seen the pictures. I mean, that's that's a monster eight-pointer, you know. The big eight-pointer. Uh, heavy beads. Yeah. So we're big sitting box. there bullshitting, and we're all excited, you know. We're all, like, high-fiving. I was like, I don't – and that's the first deer he's killed in that section of mountains with a bow in a, a long time. You know, it doubled um, up out of the like a, same stand within yeah. hours. Yeah. So what happened with like him? What was, what was his story? Uh, unless you're going to tell me and I'm jumping ahead. As long as you just keep doing no. it. Yeah, Eric, shut yeah, up. No, yeah, yeah, so he's like said, I went to get the truck. He sat in the stand and he said, I was only gone like 20 minutes or so and a doe came out. You know, and then that big buck came out and then the doe kind of bawled and he's like, oh, here we go. And then the buck was like, nope, I'm good. I'm just going to walk right out in this opening. And he just drilled it. You know? uh, so we were going to wait till dark to get it because he didn't want to mess up the spot or whatever. And he's like, now let's go get him. You know, we're all excited. You know, my first, you know, out-of-state buck, his first bow kill in four or five years. And his first, like, big, you know, uh, bow kill in PA in a long time. So we get to it, and I remember just walking up to it, and I'm like, what the fuck is that thing? It was just so big. I mean, this big feet, body, shoulders, legs, neck, antlers. How drag? Uh, I don't know. We were a couple hundred yards from the road. Okay. Which was, you know, but it's yeah, not too bad, but it was, you know, I've been in a lot worse drags and I've been in a lot better drags, but we were probably, I don't know, 400 yards from the road. So it wasn't an, e an easy drag by any means, you know. Um, but yeah, so we drag it and we we you know we gut it and you know we're all high five and can't believe it. Get it in the truck and his deer was so big, like we were struggling to get it into the truck because you know I got a, a Ford, so the tail end sits kind of higher, you know, it sits real high, which I hate. But my deer goes right in and like his deer's like oh just you know and we're like you know thinking the tarsal. Yeah, the tarsal gland smells everywhere. I mean, it's just like it's awful. So we drive, we drive back to the cabin, you know, and I back in, and the guy's like, "Well, yeah, there's two other guys in the cabin, uh, Jason and another guy named Greg, you know." And he's like, "We got one." And they come out and it's like, "You motherfuckers, yo!" And they couldn't believe we're all like, "Like we're high fiving, you know, drinking beer, having a good old time." And then uh, we get it put up on the. We use Johnny's excavator because he's building the cabin, so he's got a excavator up there. And so we we struggled to get his deer up off the ground. You know, it was a uh, four guys trying to get that up. It it was a struggle to get. I mean, damn, so massive, yeah. And Big we're sitting there, and we're yeah, and we're uh, eating, you know, eating some food, bullshitting. And Johnny told Jason, his uh, lifelong hunting partner. I'm taking you to that tree in the morning. Ah, you know, and Jason's kind of reluctant a little bit. And Johnny's like, no, trust me. You're going in that tree. The deer are there. So, yeah, Jason 
Johnny, you know, I get up and PA, you're one and done, buck wise. So I'm like, well, I'll sleep in, you know, which I didn't sleep in. I was too jacked up. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he puts Jason, they they drive out there and they walk in the woods. Johnny forgets his phone, doesn't have his Onyx maps. I look over the counter, I'm like, oh. So they're looking for this, they're looking for my lone wolf climber in the dark, you know? Mm-hmm. Not They have an idea where it's at, but not, they end up finding it, you know? And Jason, I didn't, unbeknownst to me, doesn't know how to use a lone wolf climber, like a two-piece climber. He's always used like a summit. I, I wouldn't so, actually. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so he gets in there, he gets up in a tree, and he doesn't use stabilizing straps to hold the, the seat and the stand together. So the seat keeps falling down, you know, on him like throughout the day, like, Text messages are kind of, I ain't seen a deer, I'm leaving. And then we get a text message like, I don't know, 2.30, I missed a big eight, or I missed an eight-pointer, a good eight-pointer. And we were like, oh, this motherfucker, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, and then um, he comes back to the cabin, Jason comes back. uh, You know, he's all like smiling, giggling, walking up. You know, he's like pointing to his bow, giving thumbs up. We're like, what the fuck's he doing? Well, here it is. He thought he missed, but I guess he hit a limb and it, because he used a Luminox or whatever, and it looks like he, he just missed completely, but he ended up hitting the deer. And he didn't know until, like, because he, he, the arrow blew right through it. So he goes up to it, and there's blood there. So this was the uh, yeah, he must three o'clock so or whatever. Confused. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we we wait till about 9 o'clock, and we check the weather. They're calling for rain and snow in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we're like... Yeah, because it's Wednesday night, so we're like, all right, we're we're going out. We're we're gonna go out there. If we go out there, you know, and uh, we're walking through the woods, you know, I look over, it's like, oh, there's Luminoc, you know, because he stuck like the Luminoc in the ground, and they're like, <laughs> Jason and Johnny were like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's over there. Look, let's not walk over there. We're right here, it's Luminoc. We're gonna go right to the arrow. So we go right to the arrow, and there's blood everywhere, and we track it, you know, and you know, there's a bed, you know. There's some blood in it. We you know, find another bed with blood. We're like, oh, man, this is not good. We end up finding his Jason's deer, you know. You know, we, it wasn't dead. We had to put another arrow in it. Um, but so three bucks, same tree, in 25 hours. 300, over 300 inches of antler wow. <laughs> and a 25-hour span from the same tree in the Allegheny National Forest. Wow, man. That was just a real hot yeah. spot then, huh? Yeah. It's, they just uh, were cruising. Do you think there was, was there like a rub line there? Were there, were there scrapes? I mean, what? Was there hot dough in the area? Like you you were just in the yeah, absolute be, ha, right has, spot. Yeah, it has to be hot dough. You, know, you, you, you couldn't, like I, said, like I said before the story started, you couldn't script a story like this. You couldn't write it. Something like this happened. You know, when we find this deer, like it was like high five. Like we couldn't believe it. We're all like shitting our pants. Basically, in excitement, you know. This is the kind of and, this is uh, the kind of deer camp you're gonna be talking about for the next fifteen, twenty yes. years. Twenty nineteen, yes. like, man. <laughs> and, it's, and it's a small, yeah, yeah. It's a small town where his, their their cabin is like really tiny, old mill town from the you know, early nineteen hundred. So it's like there's really not much there. It's a little local watering hole, bar, restaurant. So we end up stopping there to get beer, and pretty much. That's where everybody goes. So we walk in, and it was like, people were like, oh, my God, congratulations. We were like, walking like we just won the World Series or something because, <laughs> you know, to do what we did, and, and, 
in Allegheny National Forest, you know, and for Johnny to kill that size of a deer, you know, uh, and for Jason to kill a deer and for me to kill a deer, you know, all, my deer was two and a half, Jason's was probably three and a half, and Johnny, come to find out, a, a local had that deer on camera for three years, and oh, he was gosh. big three years ago. Yeah, he was big oh. eight pointer three years ago. So Johnny's deer could possibly be six years old or older, you know, five, five the earliest, um, but it was so big, the picture, you know, from three years ago, you're like, that's the biggest two-year-old I've ever seen, you know, for a not non-agro, you know, like non-Midwest type deer. Yeah, it's so, a I mean, that's a big woods deer. Yeah, you know, and just unreal, you know. We, and Jason, uh, I said Jason hasn't killed a, a a buck with his bow in that area in quite a few years. And for all of us to accomplish something, you know, and I said Johnny set them cameras up. Right before Halloween, just on a whim, like, man, I'm going to put the cameras in here. And he put two cameras kind of, you know, in these two trails that are coming up, one facing one way, one facing the other. So he you know, he used the camera, you know, two cameras covers a, a wide area, like a big area, you know. Um, and he pulled it, and it was like, you know, a 13-pointer, you know, and a massive 8-pointer, a bunch of other deer. But he said, the John, you know, Johnny Stewart, he's... He's a guy when he talks, you know, he talks about deer, like I listen, you know, he's killed big deer in numerous states, Iowa, Illinois, Ohio, West Virginia, whatever, oh. I mean, the list goes on, like, yeah, he's killed big deer everywhere, all in public. How often you guys hunt together? Was that, is that a pretty, was that a pretty um, rare occasion? You guys hunted together a couple times, you said? First, no, first time. I scouted time. with him last spring, yeah. And then we hung out the Total Archer Challenge a little bit, you know, with Bo. And then, you know, and, you know, you can just click with certain people, you know, like they're, yeah. they have the same passion for you, you know, and that's what's great about, like, social media, podcasting. Like, you connect with people, you know, because your friends might not be on the same path you are, which is fine. You know, so it's hard to have your friends as diehard as you in, in an endeavor, be it sports, weightlifting, whatever it might be. Usually, you know, you're you're a lone wolf when you do these things, you know. So, I just, you know, Johnny and Instagram, you know, and I, I love mountain hunting. You know, I love, you know, I just love hunting deer. You know, the, the passion. Him and I just, you know, we just clicked. Like, you know, it's kind of guy like. Someone else takes it as seriously as you. And, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's one of those moments. And, and like, how it played out. I shot the smallest deer, the youngest deer, which is the way it should be. You know, I didn't really do the work. You know, I was invited up there as a guest. He put me, you know, told me where to go. Like, he does all the light with cameras and the light. You know, he lives like three hours from his cabin. He goes up there all the time for a day, moving cameras, scouting. Like, he's a scout machine. Um, he sat, I think, he had 10 hours and 10 hours of seat time this year. He shot out of 150 and missed and killed that deer. Because he scouted so much, he scouts more than eight months. And, uh, I just can't believe you guys all got deer out of the same freaking tree instead of basically yeah, a day. Yeah. That's a spot on the spot. Yeah. So I mean, that is scouting. I've never heard anything like that. that. Direction. I mean, I've shot two yeah. deer out of the same spot in two days with gun uh, yeah. where I go hunting. That's not the same. And it wasn't. We're not talking giants. I shot like a six pointer and a doe, you know. And yeah. and I think it was like. The six pointer one day and the doe the next day and this is this is years back you know and I felt pretty proud of that I was like 
two deer out of the same spot. All right. You know, and, and that's, yeah. that's certainly nothing like what you're talking about. Holy shit. Yeah. It's, it's still, uh, when I think about you gotta it, get through, you got to go to the grocery store and get yourself some cherries, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start cherry, get some cherry wine. Yeah. Get yeah. Some cherries. Like, get, but, get, uh, like, go Greg, burn some cherry wood. There you go. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and Johnny's such a good guy, you know, he was a little upset I didn't kill the big eight. He's like, I wanted you to kill him. I was like, I know, but you deserve that deer more than I do. No, no, no. I was like, yeah, dude, this is, you know, you deserve to shoot a deer like that. You do the work, you know, you put in the time for years, you know, five years of exclusively scouting, you know, just five square miles. Uh, you know, he knows the woods like in the back of his hand, you know, and, for him to kill like that deer and for Jason to kill like his biggest, like it just played out like he couldn't ask for a better, you know, uh, ending, beginnings, ending, whatever you want to call it. You know, like for me, you know, for me, I mean, the spine. It was the, cherry, like, it was the cherry on the top, wasn't it? Yeah, get it? <laughs> Dude, I couldn't have it. Yeah, but, Apparently that's the word of the day is cherry. Yeah. You know, and, but the odds of like, I, I rarely spine deer. Like I'm a good enough shot, you know, and for me to spine a deer is, it's not common. And for me to do that, you know, and then him come in, shoot that one, and Jason come in. Like, if I would have just made a normal shot in that deer and that deer would have ran probably back into the clear cut, none of this, the story would never want to happen. Never would have right. place. So it's kind of, you know, it's surreal to think about be. it, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's just of one of those fate. things like, yeah, it'll never. And like last year, I shot a buck in the mountains in a doe, and my buddy shot a big hammer up in the mountains, you know, in, in a two-day span. And I didn't think, you know, and I've had quite a few epic hunts, like camping, you know, camps. We, I mean, we've come home with the mountains three times now with, you know, loaded up deer, all of us killing, you know, great epic times. And I thought last year, me and my buddy, my buddy tagging out the last five minutes of break, you know, before perma kicks in on, you know, his, his biggest bow buck. Uh, but this story here this year is, you know, it, it'll never be topped. I mean, I don't, I can kill, I can kill a Boone Crockett deer. It still won't top the story. You know? Yeah. I, uh, I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not a big inch chaser. Like I don't really chase inches, you know? And I was telling a buddy in New York, Rick, it was like too many people are obsessed with chasing inches. You know, like I, I, I don't live really necessarily hunt areas where inches are, prevalent you know there might be one 140 to five square mile radius where i live you know there's a few mega giants but they're slim to none you know so i always try to tell myself i'm not chasing inches i'm chasing moments chasing experience because those experience and moments you know that's what i'm going to remember you know long after you know the, the, the antler state like the, the the work you put in to get to you know that, that destination, so to speak, yeah. you know, and that, that, you know, last year, that was a great little moment experience, just the camaraderie, like, you know, my lifelong hunt partner, we, we both, you know, kill bucks. And then like this year, I never hunted with either any of these guys, you know, and for us to do what we did, it's like, that can never be topped. You know, like that experience will just, that'll hold, you know, a, a place you know, in my heart, you know, in my mind, you know, and like I said, who knows what that story is going to be next year when we go up there? <laughs> you know, all those bucks are going to be. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna, I, do you think you guys are going to hunt out of the cherry tree again? The cherry tree. Yeah. 
It'd be hard to, yeah. you, dude, you're going to be so married to that spot based on what happened here. It's going to take a couple of years to get out of the zone of that tree. <laughs> It'll be like fight. We'll be like, have to draw straws for that tree. Rock, oh, paper, yeah. scissors or something. <laughs> Rock paper, scissors, tournament for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah it's, uh, in the morning. I beat you there. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and like I said, and Johnny puts the cameras there. It's kind of like on a whim. Like, he's like, I think this deer coming through there, but he had no concrete evidence. Deer were coming through there. He he knew they moved through this area, you know, because just the way the the clear cuts kind of happen, and a little bit of terrain features. He's like, I know they're coming through here, but just to pull the the camera that day, you know, like just everything had to be literally perfect for that scenario to, to play out. Like you couldn't, you know, he literally pulled the camera at eleven o'clock in the morning, you know, and I was in the tree at two you know, uh, shooting deer. And that's the start of the whole, like, domino that's effect. crazy, dude. It wasn't, it wasn't the whole, the whole, the whole all thing. all hours of each other. Everything yeah. about it, man. Yeah. We do, hey, we you do know, a caller, actually. Um, do you want me to bring him in? Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, Mark from, is this a Granberry? Mark, you're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, Mark, you're live Mark. on the show. Can you hear us? Mark is not there. Mark is not there. No, I think I maybe uh, I must have pushed the wrong button. Sorry, Mark. Sorry, Mark. Uh, If you try again, I'll try to get you in. Sorry about that. Uh, My bad. Sometimes I click the wrong buttons. It's a lot going on over here on the side of the screen. (laughs) But it's, uh, (laughs) you know, I talked to some people that, you know, and there's like certain moments you know, I'm sure you guys have your uh, crazy story moments like this story that just sticks out. You're like, I can't believe that's what's happened. You're like, what are the odds yeah. of this happening? And then, like, it happens, and you're like, holy shit, that just happened. Yeah, and it's just, you, know? you just can't get over how so – we, we had a hunt like that uh, for our deer camp, I think it was three years ago. And we all tagged out except for my one buddy, Mike, uh, poor Mike. And um, <laughs> Way to go, Mike. Way to go. <laughs> You listen to oh, but, come on, Mike. Uh, oh, and to but and we, the, uh, the other guy. Oh, oh go ahead. here, I got something to add to the story, real fast. Oh, good. And good. the guy Greg that was staying in the cabin, he ended up missing. He hit a he hit a limb and had our deflection on Wednesday. So we, and he literally had a deer at like six yards. Deer came right into the tarsal gland from John's deer. He put out. He said this big you know, big old buck come right in right to it making scrapes, all bristled up, like, ready to go. And he hit a limb with his broadhead, you know, and he got deflection. So we almost, technically, we almost all shot deer in, in a 24-hour span. Granted, you know, he was in a different area, you know, down the street or whatever, but still, it was just one of those moments, like, the best deer cat you could possibly imagine. We all got shot at deer pretty much in one day's time. <laughs> Three out of four is pretty darn good. Yeah. The tarso gland thing is, is no joke. The dip, that's a whole different story. My buddy Joel, who's called into the show plenty of times, um, you know, he had, he had gotten a, a, I think his brother got a buck or something. And so he helped drag it back and he got the tarso gland like all over him. And he went back in the woods and he had a buck come in, grunt at him like, Hey, get out of my area. Mm-hmm. So the bone buck thought he was a buck and, and he, he took a good shot of him and got him. But the thing is like three years ago, we, <laughs> 
it was like the most chaotic thing in the world. A hot doe came running through, and then two bucks came chasing her immediately. And so my buddies, my dad was like in the middle, and he hit the deck because they're like, all right, hit the deck. We're going to go. Yeah. And then like less than 30 seconds later, another one. Yeah. <laughs> like two bucks basically just died on top of one another chasing this doe right past everybody as they're all walking out of the woods for lunch. It was like, holy shit. So that yeah, was pretty uh... crazy. I said those things, those stories, like it's just cool hearing stories like that, and and to be be to be able to be a part of one is even more insane. Yeah. You know, like I, I've had yeah. some crazy hunting stories, some crazy moments, you know, and this here is like wow, like I said, that that those experiences, moments, that that's what to me like defines you as a hunter or as a person. You know, it's not the inches on the wall that you know make you a great hunter. You know, well, it's a little bit like baseball, though. Like you, you sit the whole game twiddling your thumbs, spitting seeds, and eating peanuts. And then at one point, you jump up, spill your beer all over yourself. You get peanuts all the guy in front of you, and you're shouting, hooting, and hollering. And they just, you know, made a triple or whatever happened. It's like you, you live for those moments (laughs) of excitement that are indelible, the last forever. Yeah. And that's what you, that's what you tapped into, man. Instead of peanuts, it was fucking cherry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and like I said, I, and I've never met those guys, you know, besides Johnny, like, and just, you know, when you get to a hunting camp, like with the guys the same mentality, like I've been into some hunting camps and there's definitely a divide. You got the, you know, the, the have and the have nots or whatever you want to call it. Like these group of guys, they've been hunting together so long. Like I just kind of stepped in and there was no weird awkwardness, you know, like it was, That's cool. it was great, you know, and yeah. Just that that you couldn't ask for a better you know uh better story or better ending you know and like now I got you know I can't wait for next year you know, like I, what, me and Johnny were already discussing you know where we're going to be scouting you know like we we were scouting an area where he has counter with you know a couple big eight and nine pointers you know daywalkers out the rifle season which is rare but it's a safe to him so we were looking for that deer a little bit and I kind of found like a, a possible escape route where you know, the deer could be used under pressure to get off the mountain. You know, and Johnny was like, nobody comes back here because that spot's a hike. You know, it's, it's you know, a good walk. And he's like, I've never seen anybody back here. <laughs> you know, people are lazy, you know, and it's real thick. Like, people want to, you know, the rifles, they want well, to shoot even, 300 yards. Even that, though, like, what, we, what Greg and I did this last Sunday wasn't even a factor of laziness. In fact, I think people being less lazy to go to the hardwoods and we ended up going to a different spot altogether. Yes, it was no. just overlooked. It's, it was a, it's a, it was an easy trail to the hardwoods. You know, that's a group yeah. trail. Sure. Right up there. Where you and I went, we, we went off the trail. We saw the deer trail crossing, and, and we just, yep, let's head this way. Well, I've never been this way. Well, me either, me either so let's just go see yeah. the deer. And, you know, we got a, a thick cornfield, so this is a hot food source for a while. Mm-hmm. There's going to be sign going to it. You know, it's, it's usually a westerly wind that comes off of that thing, so they got the the wind in their nose the whole time they're walking to it. I mean, there's going to be sign here, sure enough. You know, rubs and scrapes and brownies laying everywhere. So life was good. We found uh, found a lot of good sign along the transitions from from the prairie grass stuff down into the wetter stuff where there's you know, canary grass and and uh, you know willow trees and and buckthorn all over in there and some dogwood 
so we followed that transition around and it's like yeah this is this is the stuff they're they're going to be bedded in here and they know, were the does were the bucks yep, were bumping they, them out yep i i had a buck yeah. grunting and chasing and fighting other bucks and and doing some pretty cool stuff but i never got to put eyes on him because he was 40 yards away on on private land and a much safer yeah. area so <laughs> yeah he ain't a dummy <laughs> yeah no he ain't stupid i blew a grunt call at him he I blew a grunt call at him a couple of times, and the last time I did, he was actually in there. You could hear him rubbing. I could actually see some brush moving. You could hear him rubbing his antlers on, on you know, the dogwood and, and any of the popple trees that he could find, you know. And then all of a sudden, a doe would it must have been a doe that would get up out of either the cattails over there or, or the the buckthorn thickets and. All of a sudden, you'd hear him grunting and take off, and you'd hear a bunch of stuff cracking and crunching and banging around, and then you'd hear a doe snort, and then the doe would take off, and then, you know, it'd get quiet for another half hour, and then all of a sudden, you hear the grunting again, and you hear the rubbing, and I heard him sneeze a few times, and, you know, it was exciting, but he never he never showed face to get a good look at. Yeah, that's that's my typical November story, usually. Yeah. You know, because, like I said, I hunt a lot of marsh and cattails, I'll yep. see the cattails move. I'll hear them crashing, banging, booming, grunting, and running in the water. And it's like, and that's all I get. I'm like, yep. is it big? It's a little. Like, I just anything. It could be a six pointer. But I'm like, <laughs> oh, he sounds so big. It could be a you know a year and a half old spike for all I know. But it's like, oh, there he is. There's something's out there chasing. <laughs> yeah, enough to get you excited. Dude, that's an epic story, man. I'm glad you got to share with us. Yeah. Nah. I'm sure the story will be passed around the campfires for a long time. Good. Well, yeah, no, I, yeah, it will, dude. It, it definitely will. Definitely among your your new, um, you know, found deer camp. Yeah, and like I'm gonna get the deer. I'm gonna your mount the deer. I'm gonna give it to Johnny because his cabin's almost done, and let him hang it in the cabin. So that'd be a, pretty cool. A, yeah, a, a sign of you know. Uh, you know, uh, good gestures or whatever you want to call it, you know, like that was our moment. Like we shared together that that deer deserves to be up in that cabin. So when people ask about that, you know, that story will always, you know, yeah, well, people will know that story when they go to that cabin. Cool. Awesome. I dig it. Well, um, you know, when we're done with all this, when you get a chance to hop in, well, you're not on Facebook, you're only on Instagram. Smart. Man. Yeah. So uh, J- Jason Carnahan um, just asked if there were any details on topographical features where you're hunting, but it sounds like you were hunting in the mountain, mountainous region. Um, yeah. Um, Johnny's a big, because um, like I'm a terrain feature hunter. Johnny, he's a terrain feature hunter, but it's got to be thick and nasty. Like you can have a saddle, but if it's open, he don't waste his time because he knows deer aren't going to be in there. You know, especially a, a, a mature deer. You know, and and Johnny, like, uh, let's talk to him. He's he's at that point where he wants to shoot one sixties, one seventies on public. Like that's where he's at. You know, he was like, ah, I should, you know, uh, I should have waited for that thirteen pointer. You know, because it was bigger. Like, but that eight pointer. I'm like, dude, no, no way. You pass that deer up any in any state. He goes, I wouldn't shoot that in Iowa or Illinois or something. I'm like, oh, I would. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, but he loves hunting for, uh, I get Jason, you said on Facebook, uh, terrain yep, features, yep. terrain features with thick cover. 
Um, that allows that buck to feel safe, especially in high-pressure areas. Um, I don't know if he, what state he hunts in. Looks like he he's out of uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Yeah, so find the thickets and terrain. You know, features points that are real brushy. You know, just get get away from the open woods because people with rifles, they love shooting long distance. That thick beach brush or whatever it is you might have, uh, clear cuts that are, you know, four to five years old, you know, up to 20-year-old clear cuts, that's where you're going to find the big bucks hanging out, you know. Good deal. Good that's where I learned from John, you know, because uh, just listen to how he talks and how he dissects the woods, you know. Sounds like we're going to get Johnny on the podcast. Maybe. Dude, he's a dude, he's an animal. I would like, love it. I would love to have like, him on. Like I can, he's I can a, his, yeah. His Instagram is the Johnny Stewart. Um, yeah, and he was he he left PA because we tagged out. We were going to hunt till Friday, but since we tagged out, we left and they got all that snow. Well, he drove to Ohio and started hunting. Went come home, went back to work, and then went back and ended up finding this mega shed of the deer he's been hunting for like two years. You know, it's 180 inch. Like the shed's probably. You know, side by side, the deer's probably 180 inches. Like, that's the caliber deer. Like, he finds sheds like that all the time, everywhere, wherever he goes. And that's the deer he really wants to target as a bow hunter, which to me is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. Uh, yeah. I almost make first, believe until you actually deer. see one. Well, that's what I say every time uh, I see a buck. I, I stumbled across a couple guys that shot one when I was hunting last weekend. Or two weekends ago? I don't remember. Yeah, I, whatever. And they, you know, I walk up on this thing there in this marsh bottom, and and I walk up on this big body deer, real big, for for me especially. It was a nice eight, real nice eight. And uh, I'm like, you know, I love seeing this. It means they do exist. This is a real animal that was walking in these woods. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, you know, just hunting some mythical beast. This is real. Because every now and again, I start to wonder, like, what the fuck am I doing? You know? Mm-hmm. A little bit of faith yeah. in like not the total wrong area, you know. But that uh, that's super exciting, man. I'm really happy you shared the story with us, and I, I hope the listeners appreciate it and enjoy it. It's a it's a cool story. We can all relate to that kind of well, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and I uh, like it. Hunt for the moment, not the not the inches. Yeah. I think and that's, that's the typical. Old, yeah, it puts things in perspective too, you know. Because if I don't live in Iowa, like you guys don't live in Iowa, you'll like. 180 inch deer, 160 inch deer, like they're cool and all, but I look at my deer in the wall and, uh, you know, those, the work I put in, because outside of the, the deer in PA, I've literally worked two, three years for all my deer. Like I've never been like, oh, I'm going to walk in the woods and kill a deer. I've worked and struggled, you know, and, you know, hate using the word grind, but I had to grind out all these deer. And each one of these deer, I can tell you what day I shot them what time it was, what the wind was doing, because that experience is just like, you know, it's burned into my brain, burned into my memory, which is, sure. you know, it's pretty... That's the point. That's you know, the pretty point cool. Right yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, dude, thanks again for, for being part of the show, for the, the hat trick. Yeah. Three P, yeah. the, the first third. Um, totally appreciate it. You know, someday it'd be great to meet you at some point. You know, if you make it up this yeah. way, make it up that way, whatever that looks like, I'll make a point if I'm out that way to, to look you up and, and say howdy. The, and maybe even the Harrisburg get a hunt show. at some point, man. All right, Harrisburg. Harrisburg. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, the Harrisburg Outdoor that? Show <laughs> in February. 
Good to go. Good to know. It's coming up quick. That is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, thanks again, dude. And, uh, you know, this will be up tonight. That's how it goes on this show. So you'll be able to tune back into this thing tonight and share and all that jazz. Thanks so much. Oh, sweet. Thanks for setting hey, up, Greg and Greg. Thanks, sir. All right, Greg, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Greg one, Greg two. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. We'll catch you later. All right. See you. Bye. Right, take care. The tip of the week. Man, oh man, if you've made it this far, you are a diehard Where to Hunt podcast listener. Congratulations. I feel like I owe you something. (laughs) Uh, The tip of the week this week, you skunk scent to cover your scent in the woods. Deer won't know it's a hunter and other hunters will stay away. No, really something that stood out to me in our interview with Greg, you know, and hearing a story is the uh hunting for moments and not inches and not to be cheesy about it but that's it um you know getting a first bull kill buck is a big deal getting a first buck out of state is a big deal uh you know and there's just different things like that and and right now like for me it's it's meat i need meat i don't have any deer meat we're out we're fresh out um i need to shoot a doe or a buck, or anything that's going to feed my family. Now, that being said, I did pass on a doe this last weekend. She was real small. Honestly, a part of me would have felt kind of bad. And, uh, you know, we were right on some super hot buck sign, and I thought for sure I was going to see a buck. So I didn't want to goof up what I thought was going to be a buck hunt. And our gun opener in Wisconsin is right around the corner, so I'm fairly confident in the spot we're going with gun, you know, I'll have about 100 yards, 100 to, 50, 100 to 150 yards um, total range, and hopefully um, I can fill the freezer there, if not sooner. I still have one more weekend to go before that. But that's the tip of the week. I think that's a good tip. Bring some kids out to the, to the outdoors, get them outside, hunt for, in, hunt for uh, not for inches, hunt for moments, not inches. I always like to hunt for the experience and have adventures. I'm an adventure hunter. Anytime I can have an adventure outside, that's something that I love um, personally. And, and seeing a deer's bonus, getting a deer's extra, extra bonus. So that's kind of my perspective and how I approach it. And lastly, uh, don't forget to download the Where to Hunt app. Go to wheretohuntapp.com. You can download for free on your Android or iPhone. Get that thing installed for the hunting season. If you're out, use it with a friend. Share it with someone. Try it out with someone so you can see the use and the power of that app. Um, go, don't forget to check out our sponsors, Gumleaf USA, Backwoods Grind, Venado, Venado Inc., Heated Hunts. Um, these are all products that we love and use. And... Um, I feel like I had one more thought there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Next week, the 19th, one week from today, we're going to do where are you going, what are you bringing? So be sure to mark your calendars for that and let us know where you're going, what are you bringing. This is really uh, geared towards some of the Wisconsinites and other gun hunters. Uh, this is the Blaze Orange Army, so to speak, the camaraderie hunt, the the get-together at deer camp hunt. So that's what we're looking for. And hopefully everybody has a great week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Your reviews and your ratings are super helpful Keep those coming through iTunes and other podcast review places. Uh, Facebook's a good one too, I think. Um, It's definitely our oxygen keeps us going, helps us make sure we're putting out content that you guys like. And uh, yeah, that's it. So thanks so much. Have a great day and hunt public.